high atop the pastoral center of the Diocese of Camden, you're listening to Talking Catholic. Hi, everybody, and welcome to another edition of Talking Catholic. I'm Jen Morrow, and with me today is Mike Walsh. Hey, Mike. Hey, Jen. How are you? You know, I was going to say, as always, here's Mike Walsh, but we have not done a podcast together in like a month. So. Yeah, we, we banked a whole bunch of them. I did one solo, and uh, last week I turned over my chair to Michael Bress from the school's office. Now, just for the listeners, I want to point out that when Marianella and Mike kind of introduced the fact that Mike Bress uh, was sitting in last week, they it may have actually sounded like I either quit or got fired. I, as you can hear right now, that was not the case. But as I was listening back to the, uh, the, the episode to make sure everything sounded okay before I put it up, I was listening to it and going, boy, I hope our listeners don't think I got canned. <laughs> <laughs> We've rehired you with a different title. Apparently so. <laughs> so, uh, but that was. But uh, for anyone who didn't get a chance to listen to last week's episode, it was uh, all about Catholic schools. I had all of our favorite guests, uh, including uh, Sister Rose DeFleury, who I don't think we've ever had on before, but she really knocked it out of the park dealing, talking about what she deals with in, in her part uh, in her work as an uh, assistant superintendent of schools. She was really, really good. But it's a great episode. Mike did a great job filling in, so I'm very thankful for that. Marianella, of course, was a wonderful host, as she always is. But, yeah, we haven't been together in quite a while, so this is nice. Yes. You were on vacation, then I was on vacation. Yeah. You took a cruise. How I was didn't. it? It was great. Um, I, I'm not entirely certain that I'm a cruise person, mm-hmm. but I had a. it was a very nice experience. The food was phenomenal. We walked so much, I came back a pound lighter, so that was that was impressive. Not a lot of cruise people say that. Usually no. it's the other way around. Yeah. Fortunately, it was a big boat. And we did lots <laughs> of excursions, so there was a lot of uh, walking around. But no, it, it was a great trip. It was probably the most relaxed I've been in, in quite some time. So it was nice to sort of get away. And I, I've told I told this to you earlier this week, but um, there was a moment in it that I really appreciated, which was we had a balcony stateroom. And at one point in the evening, I was out there by myself, and it was pitch black in the ocean. I was just looking around and realizing that most of the earth mm. is this, just nothingness. No other human beings. Had the had the uh, ISS gone above me, other than the people on the boat, that would have been the closest human beings uh, that on the, uh, the space station would have been the closest human beings. It was just kind of a cool experience. I love that. Yeah. Oh, and I forgot to ask you, did you see the Northern Lights at all when you were up in Canada? Sadly, no. Uh, Much like Canada and Maine, it was gray most of the week. So I I also came back less tan than when I left. (laughs) It was was a very unique cruise trip. I I kind of assume it's similar to what happens when you go on an Alaskan cruise. But uh, but no, it was a yeah. So uh, it was a it was a wonderful experience. I'm glad I did it. I don't know if I'll do it again. I I was a little jealous of the people who were there with groups of friends. Right. Like I thought that was the the right way to do it. So maybe next time I'll Shanghai some uh, folks that can stand being around me for a week. Good. Well, it's a short list. <laughs> we're happy to have you oh, back. Oh, thank you. So we're much. glad you were not let go. And <laughs> yes. Welcome back. <laughs> That's, did you have a nice relaxing vacation as well? I did. I did some hiking up in the Delaware Water Gap cool. and met some new friends. Had a lot of good food and did some kayaking. So That's it was awesome. very like just wanted to get out in nature and enjoy. The weather and it was not 99 degrees. We had, the day that we went hiking was actually the high was 81. I said wow. I don't know how we got so blessed to have this weather, but it was fantastic. Nice. So it was a good time. That's awesome. Yes. Now see that seems more like what I would ordinarily vacation as. So I'm a little I'm a little jealous of you, except for the fact that I got to do something I never did before. Yeah. That's my kind of vacation. Yeah. 
Got to chill, except for the talking to other people. I'm probably oh, right. the only person on the planet who's ever gone on a cruise and spoke to no one for seven days. <laughs> you definitely are. <laughs> <laughs> I met no one. I've, I swapped digits with no one. Nothing. There was actually one point that I was talking to so many people because we stayed at a bed and breakfast. And at this one morning, it was kind of full. And I actually thought, Mike would absolutely hate to be that. And I'm talking to all these people because I know how like quiet mm-hmm. you are. I, to be fair, I think my husband was giving me the look that said, could you please stop talking? We're here for a reason, just the two of us. Well, <laughs> see, now that's a different story. Now, as part of my wife's part of the vacation, she loves to talk to everybody. So she would go off and talk to the entire rest of the boat. And my son and I would just kind of hang out and not talk to anybody, <laughs> to each other. So we had a lot of bonding time. It was, really a lot, it was great father-son bonding time. Us surrounded by 4,000 people. Speaking about your son, didn't he start a new uh, Catholic high school this year? That's right. He started high school. He's uh, now at Paul VI High School. Started as a freshman on his first day on Tuesday and uh, seems to really like it. Looks good in his uniform. So, um, yeah, he's happy. It was a pretty fun week this week with the Catholic Star Herald and you as well, Mike, were uh, at different Catholic schools throughout the diocese, as was Bishop Sullivan, uh, mm-hmm. for the first day of school, walking around some classrooms, seeing the principals and teachers welcoming the kids back. And even though Tuesday was the first day of school for many, and it was absolutely pouring rain, mm. it was it, like it didn't dampen the kids' spirits. Like they were running through the rain, through the puddles. You know, they were excited. So yeah. you know, it was really sweet to see. First first week of school is always fun for me. Um, most weeks I get to go everywhere the bishop is going this week. My schedule is a little messed up, so I was only able to go to one but it's always a treat to see, and uh, yeah, it was it was nice. So if, for anybody who hasn't had time to, you know, think about Catholic schools and Catholic education, this is a good week to think about it, either in supporting it or if you've started in a public school right now, are Catholics and you're unhappy with your public school education and you want to consider another alternative, I have highly encourage you to consider Catholic schools because it's a great great place to be. And if you want to hear more about Catholic schools in the Diocese of Camden, check out the most recent podcast of Talking Catholic when it was the entire school schools department yep. uh, doing a roundtable. Yeah. So. And it, it genuinely was. I was actually annoyed at how good the episode was because I wasn't there. <laughs> and I was like, oh man, they really did a good job. It was really good. I may yeah. actually get, I got Wally pipped very close to <laughs> maybe losing my job. <laughs> if I wasn't the only person who knows how to actually produce this thing. It's true. That's <laughs> true. So what else we got coming up? Uh, what else we have? We have the Blue Mass coming up on Thursday, September 29th. You want to explain a little bit more what the Blue Mass is for the Blue listeners? Mass is a great mass that uh, we've done every year. It's going to be live streamed again this year. Uh, it's, at, um, it's at Our Lady of Hope Parish, St. Agnes Church in Blackwood. And it's where we have some time to bring together uh, members of local police departments, the state police, uh, first responders, fire departments. Everyone's invited. Uh, paramedics. Uh, who can come, and it's an opportunity to show your spiritual support for our first responders. Um, they also do a, a wonderful ceremony uh, towards the end of it where there's a roll call of the recently deceased, uh, which is always very touching. You know, they ring the bell for each each member. And it's, uh, it's, a, it's a very moving experience. It, there's a lot of civic pride in it as mm-hmm. well. It's great to see them. And, and I have to say, uh, Bishop Sullivan has always done a great job of of this. Isn't so much it's not so much in praising law enforcement as much it is encouraging law enforcement and also reminding of reminding them of the of the Christian nature of their duty to to protect and serve. So it's it's a great it's a great event. 
I'm looking forward to it. I'm excited to go this year. I couldn't go last year because it was on a production day for the Catholic Star Herald. Mm-hmm. This time it is on a Thursday. It's on a Thursday. So I'm excited to go. Yeah, yeah, it's great. And uh, for anyone who can't make it, uh, it's one of the ones we always make sure to live stream because uh, we know a lot of people are work, but they might want to take part. So uh, check it out on all of our social media channels. So before the Blue Mass, there is mm-hmm. also something exciting coming, not yeah. in the Diocese of Camden. Okay. It is in the Diocese of Trenton from our good friends over at Domestic Church Media. It is a benefit concert for Catholic Radio, and that will be Saturday, September 24th at 7 p.m., and there are still tickets available. And the reason I bring it up is because that's who's on the podcast today. That's right. And even better, we're in their studio. It's very exciting. That's why it sounds so good, everybody. I know. It's very exciting to be here. So on the show today, we have Jim and Cheryl Manfredonia, who are the founders of of domestic church media based out of Ewing. Welcome. And I was going to say thanks for being on our show, but thanks for having us in your studio. Well, it's great to have you here. <laughs> uh, before you. we even get started, I, uh, how many people know what being Wally pipped Means, besides me, <laughs> you're absolutely right. As soon as it left my mouth, I was like, "I, I know, am though. I now know. old enough right. that I am using references that most people won't know." I honestly did not know that. Do you really? I just fly right over my head. Yeah. But she graciously smiled. We'll show just... our age and we'll show our interest, I suppose. Yeah. I smile and nod. Poor Wally Pip. No, but you know what? I'm not going to explain it. Make everybody Google it. Google you Wally Pip yourself, and you'll find myself out. included. Yeah, sure. I, I'm clueless. Oh, thank I'm you, Cheryl. It has nothing to do with Leave It to Beaver. Has Nothing to do with okay, me. that it's was a, my first guess. It's a no. baseball guess. reference from back in the day. Oh, I totally uh, wouldn't know that. Somebody who ended up becoming a, uh, a nope. great. Oh, you, are you on <laughs> the Make okay. people look it up. That's so. right. Make you heard Wally Pip. Said P-I-P-P. Look it up. Okay. All right. Being I'm Wally writing Pipped. it down. Thank you for having us. Thanks for coming and gracing our studios. Nice to have you here. Wow, this is great. I know uh, Mary and Al and I came up uh, a few years ago to, to sit with you on your show as we were sort of rolling out Talking Catholic. So right. it's nice to come back and actually have you guys on properly. We did... Jim has technically been on the podcast once before, but we did it through a loophole. He was giving a presentation in Hamilton. Oh, right. And right. Uh, we brought our gear with us, and we recorded that. the presentation, oh. and we put it out as as a podcast. But we didn't actually get the opportunity to interview him, so it's right. nice to be here. Nice. To, well, and there was a playoff game that night, too. I remember watching around the corner. Yes. <laughs> so the upside of doing a presentation Being the Yankee bar. fan that I am, yes. Is that another Wally Pip? Yeah. Okay, I've got to You're getting closer. You're getting closer. There is a Yankee reference. It is a little Yankee. Yankee trivia. <laughs> it's true. Right. I will look it up. The um, but no, this is great. It's wonderful mm-hmm. to actually be in your studio again. And you know, we actually have to give you a lot of uh, thanks for simulcasting our podcast for the yes. last several years. It's Thank been you. Uh, wonderful. You know, Jen knew about the podcast through hearing it on the radio before she ever ended up being a host on it. Good. Mm-hmm. Her husband's a big fan. It's it's a wonderful opportunity. Mm-hmm. Good. Well, you do a great job, and it's a uh, thank you for. Sharing your gift with us and our, all of our listeners on the station. Well, you know, what the, the great advantage is it brings this station to a more local level. Mm-hmm. I mean, anyone on any sort of media platform can just type in EWTN and listen straight to what's coming out of Alabama yeah. or any other Catholic program. Um, but this brings it home. You know, mm-hmm. well, we're talking about my neighboring parish. We're talking about... Notre Dame High School. We're talking about things that are really relevant to me and and my family and my neighbors, and and that's what makes it different than a lot of other. Yeah, you know, even to watch the, the EWT event uh, television program is wonderful, but to tune into the station and hear Bishop O'Connell or mm-hmm. you know some of the priests from your diocese, that's what brings it. 
It's the same theory that we have with the Catholic Star Herald, mm-hmm. our, our diocesan newspaper. You know, one of the issues that Catholics face nowadays is that you can't find Catholic content unless you're actively going out and looking for it or if that's in your circle. Mm-hmm. You don't see it on the news anymore. You don't see you don't see Catholics of good repute um, uh, showcased on television shows anymore mm-hmm. or, or in movies. It's always, you know, we're the bad guys or something like that in some mm-hmm. regard. Or some sort of dysfunctional character. Ex- right? Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Wherein, you know, the reality of the situation is, is that our priests are good, hardworking spiritual right. priests. Our, our lay ministers are fantastic. Our bishops are really wonderful people. Uh, and certainly on this channel, we get to hear from Bishop O'Connell from the Trenton Diocese with regularity. I know mm-hmm. his show just started up again, right? Mm-hmm. He's, yep. he's passed yep. This past week, I guess. Yep. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, having that ability to hear and see Catholic leaders and, quite frankly, in our case, uh, common parishioners like myself, uh, you know, being spotlighted and highlighted for what they do in their community is great. So that's why entities like Domestic Church Media and and our outlets are so important. That's why I I always tell, you know, anytime people say, you know, uh, your numbers aren't that high, right? So ours ours is a diocesan uh, platform. We only expect locals to, to, to look at it. But I'm like, that's still hundreds of people who wouldn't have seen it if it didn't exist. Right. And right. you never know who you're going to touch. Mm-hmm. Like we, we found out we had fans yeah. from different dioceses. You were somewhere. I was covering, <laughs> no, I was just walking in, in the uh, Our Lady of Guadalupe procession here mm-hmm. in, in Trenton. Okay. And you're know, walking down the street and I said, oh, they said, they, you look familiar. I said, yes, I used to work for the Monitor and for the Diocese of Trenton. Oh, yes, that's right. Well, do you have a show on right now with somebody named Mike? I'm like, oh, Mike Walsh. Yeah. Oh, we listen to t- that. We listen to him all the time. He's on domestic church media. Oh, He's well. funny. <laughs> and I was like, wait. I like texted Mike. I was like, I think I just met a groupie. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> there you go. And now with technology, and because we, we, we utilize everything we can with the mm-hmm. Amazon Echo and the Google Home. And the, yeah. I mean, we're literally going around the world, and mm-hmm. we do. We hear, I, I remember I was, I mean, with the Facebook and YouTube. Anybody around the world is either listening, watching, and you never know. We've gotten feedback from India. We've gotten yep. feedback from other countries. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that's that's we're doing exactly what our Lord commissioned us to do exactly. <laughs> before you send it into heaven. And mm-hmm. it's great for travelers, too. Uh, our, uh, our The former priest secretary to our bishop, uh, Father Michael Romano, he is currently stationed at the NAC in Rome. Mm-hmm. And he says he listens all the time just so that uh, he can keep up to date with what's going on. And I also think to hear a Jersey accent every now and again, (laughs) (laughs) which is nice. That's right. right. So before we get too far along, though, we wanted to talk about your event coming up still at the top of the show because we were very excited about it. Well, thank you, first of all, for helping us get the word out. And then we appreciate a lovely article by Lois Rogers in in your paper. Um, It's September 24th uh, up here in Lawrenceville at at, uh, Notre Dame High School, 7 p.m., we had to have another fundraiser, a fall fundraiser, because that's how we exist. You know, we're all listener-supported, and we have our radiothon every spring. I didn't want to do another—I don't like to do two radiothons. So I said, let's let's do something different. And I've been asked—oh, I'm going to say over the past few years, people who have heard me sing, would why don't you do that for a fundraiser? And I was like, eh, nobody wants to come see that. But anyway, so we I kind of gave in. I said, if I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it right. I've been singing for 50 years, and, and uh, I found a, a great 19-piece orchestra, big band, and mm-hmm. I got all the Sinatra charts, <laughs> all, of his, all of his arrangements. And uh, it started that way, and then we invited our daughter, Angela, who's uh, living in New York, 
and sings, and she's going to open the show. She's doing some Liza and Judy Garland, Barbara Streisand. Yeah, I and, always say she should have been born in the 40s. Yeah, she, she loves the music. That music. <laughs> oh. She does it well. Yeah. So she'll open the show. I'll do uh, my Sinatra stuff. Uh, and then uh, she and I will do some stuff together, a couple of duets. But initially, I asked Cheryl to come out, and, and who's a lovely uh, piano player. That's how I found her and met her. Um, <laughs> to come out and do what we used to do back in the day when we were first dating. We, were, we used to sing in little clubs and bars and saloons, just mm-hmm. piano and vocal. And so we said, okay. But then as it turned out, the woman who plays piano for the band can't be there that night. So Cheryl's sitting in with the big band all night. She's going to be playing. Hey. <laughs> oh, nice. <laughs> Getting so. out her jazz fingers and doing mm-hmm. a lot of. So it's going to be a nice event. It's, it's going to, from 7, uh, 7 p.m., uh, November, uh, September 24th, this uh, September 24th at Notre Dame High School. and um, Which is a beautiful auditorium yeah. with the cushioned seats. And, you know, if, if you've been there, because mm-hmm. it's so close to the diocesan offices, they, they have a gorgeous auditorium. Mm-hmm. And they'll have their team of students, you know, helping us with seating and all those other things. The, the high school has been very, very gracious yes. mm-hmm. and uh, welcoming and helping us all along the way. There'll be lighting and sound and Jim left no stone unturned. <laughs> My um, tux is all pressed and ready to go. Yeah. Nice. Hey, it's Frankie. That's yeah. right. Yeah. That's high class. Well, you know, I, yeah. I, we, we laugh, but we talk about, I've been doing, I've been singing myself for, since I was a junior in high school, but in the mid, late 70s, early 80s, I mean, I would go see Sinatra. That was, my friends were going out to see other, you know, Groups rock and, and rock bands. I was going down to Atlantic City to see Sinatra <laughs> in Carnegie Hall. I saw him. We saw him a few times. Uh, we saw actually when he he did one of his last things. He did in 1988. He did he toured with uh, Liza Minnelli and Sammy Davis Jr. Mm-hmm. and Sinatra, the three of them. And we saw that show. We went. Right. He came. We were in Arizona at the time, but we went and saw him there. And uh, so I've always been a fan, and I always loved singing his music. So it's going to be a lot of fun, and we just encourage people to come because every. Every penny spent on tickets comes back to domestic church media to support us. That's the whole purpose of it. Yeah. We had a, f- a family who has underwritten um, all of the production costs, so that's all taken care of by a generous donation from a, a family. And uh, so all all the proceeds from the concert come back to help keep these our stations on the air, and uh, that's why we're doing it, really. And we're getting a kick out of it, too. <laughs> yeah, we are going to have a lot of fun. <laughs> but, you know, look, you're supporting the radio station, but you're going to have a fabulous evening. It's a fundraiser. It's, it's right. a fundraiser. Fun That's right. <laughs> and so many of us for the last two and a half years, we haven't had the opportunity to go out and hear live music. I think now things are really picking up. At least I know, well, we live in Bucks County. A lot of the parks have their gazebos and the bands have been playing. So mm-hmm. things are picking up. Over the summer, we seem to be approaching more normal than ever. Yeah. And, uh, but it, and to me, it's does feel like a little bit of a family reunion because we know a lot of the people that are buying tickets are listeners. We uh, write to them. We email. We might have a little phone, on-air phone conversation with many of them, but we've never met. And so we're going to look out and see the faces of all those people that here we're sitting in the studio looking at the blue walls and the microphone trying to imagine these faces that are home listening on their radio or driving in their car. Well, now we're finally going to be all together, and yeah. it's just one big happy family. So there's And the band be... is great. The big band. is oh, nothing no. like a big band. There's Live, nothing right. like Live. a big band. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, they're 19 pieces, and we've been rehearsing with them. And they're a lot. The fun guys are a lot of fun to be with, and mm. typical musicians. And, and we just <laughs> have a have a kick. It's a, it's a hoot, you know. We we have. I said I I went out and I got all the Sinatra charts, all of his arrangements, original arrangements. So, and these guys, and he, he Cheryl will tell you because I'm not I'm not I don't read music, but Cheryl's the musician in the family. That these are not easy 
Charlie Sinatra no. sang in very very odd keys. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And yeah. Uh, but these guys sat down and played it, sight read it, and, and just yeah. did a great job. So it's going to be very very good. Have to say. So one of the things I really like about this, uh, you know, like you said, you didn't want to do a lot of uh, radio, uh, two radiothons, is is that you're combining two of the things that you love. You know, your faith, of course, but music, and mm-hmm. you kind of already touched about it, but you did meet through music, isn't mm-hmm. that correct? Right. Yeah. yeah. Right. This, uh, this, the story goes, if you can still remember, it's been so long ago. <laughs> oh, come now. Uh, well, we'll be married. It'd be 38 years that we met and 37 that we were married wow. in December. Oh, so Jim placed an ad looking for a piano. I was singing like, singing in clubs, like in mm-hmm. Jersey, and mm-hmm. got a very good friend of mine who played the piano for me for many years uh, decided he was offered a job at another restaurant playing five nights a week, just solo piano. So he said, I got I to gotta do it. And I need a piano player. So I, I put an ad in the local paper up in New Brunswick. And um, got an answer. <laughs> and the ad appeared on? On December 8th. It, was on, it appeared oh, on December 8th. Oh. And, uh, yeah, and uh, Cheryl, a couple of days later, answered the ad. And I said, well, come and audition for me. <laughs> <laughs> so a week later, she came to the club where I was singing. And I, I had some music. And I put it down in front of her. And I said, you, it was Embraceable You, I think. Mm. And she started playing, and I started singing. I said, okay, this sounds like it might work. We and might then make music. I said, I'll, I'll get back to you. <laughs> and then over Christmas, you had gone to, to visit your family in Oklahoma right. for Christmas. And then I I got a card in the mail. Thank you. You know, At the time, I was using the stage name uh, James Morano. Morano mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Dear Mr. Morano, she said, it was such a pleasure to meet you. And thank you for the wow. chance to audition for you. How so, many other auditionees did you have? I had nobody, never... I had nobody else. <laughs> <laughs> we never talked about this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, hey, listen, we, we, in, in my line of work, you know, we always talk about the power of the Holy Spirit yeah. helping mm-hmm. things go along. There yeah. you go. Yeah, that's right. You, you didn't just need have more to be, than one. Just have to be open. That was it. Right. So that was December of '84, and then we were married December of '85. Right. So we, so we started playing, and um, uh, it was all about the music. And then finally, Jim said, "Why don't we go to dinner?" And not talk about music. I mean, that was the thing. We had this common bond. We're sure. working together. But can we, is there anything else in common? You know, can we get along and and um, find other areas of interest outside of this working together musically? And really, really just hit it off. And we hit it off. We, the, you know, we sat down and we were talking about everything but Initially, music. Yeah. yeah. And and uh, there for a few hours. And the, the bartender who owned the club came over and he said, so have you guys, uh, you know, worked it out? Are you? And she says, oh, yes, we're getting married. He fell off the bar stool. Whoa, 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 sweetie. I just want a piano player. Perhaps I had, perhaps I had a little drink at that point. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, it, it all really, really worked out. And then as we started our life together, um, I'm, of course, involved in sacred music. Mostly what I do is, is church music. The next thing you knew, and at my church, he, Jim and I were playing our Saturday night masses. So for almost 20 years, wow. we did music ministry mm-hmm. in the Catholic Church. Mm-hmm. So With again, a little swing, a little swing, a little swing. I bet, I bet. But I mean, the music has always been like interwoven mm-hmm. in all that we do. But it's lovely to give that witness of family. There was a time when all, all three of our children were involved with us, and mm-hmm. people would look up and just see. It's so nice to see a family doing something together. Yeah. together yeah. We didn't think anything of it, no, but just, just who maybe, we were. Yeah, maybe yeah. it was just a novelty, but to give that witness, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. absolutely. And you could be Catholic, and you can have fun. Yeah, yeah. you can have a good time and enjoy right. life. The Lord wants you to be joyful, and this right. it brings us. Music has always been, and this. Like I said, this this concert is going to be something for uh, – so it's a bucket list item for me anyway, but uh, to sing with the band and 
just put on a show. It's, it's just we're looking forward to it. It's going to be and it's going to be a great show. I, it's it's going to be. We've been rehearsing and and uh, you know I'm not I'm trying to be humble here, but it's it is quality. It's good yeah. stuff. Mm-hmm. You know. So, Jen, your husband's going to be there, right? Because he's such a huge fan. We're, we're gonna make we're gonna make sure of that. Pretty sure of it, <laughs> okay, yeah. That's, that's so if like. you're listening, <laughs> so, I hope your calendar is marked for September 24th. I will. That's I will right. give a plug for the just the website, so your listeners can go check it out. Mm-hmm. Go to our website at domesticchurchmedia.org, and all the information is there about the concert and uh, how to get tickets and stuff. So it's domesticchurchmedia.org. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Thank you. Oh, you're yeah. very welcome. We were we were very excited when we saw it in the papers. Matter of fact, uh, or I guess I guess I must have seen it on Facebook or something. Mm-hmm. And I remember turning to to Jen and, and saying, "Hey, uh, I think we need to promote this in the paper because uh, they've certainly done a lot of great things for Absolutely. us." And and I love great music, so that's yeah. actually I'm rather jealous of the two of you with your, your musical background because I I learned how to play as a kid at p- the piano, and it, I just never stuck with it. And I'm I've always lamented the fact that I didn't have more of musical talent. So mm-hmm. I love being around people who are good musicians. Uh-huh. Yeah, so well, I'm just a singer. I'm not a musician. <laughs> you <laughs> can't. can't read a note, but I can't you sing. Can. I can't carry a tune. I'm jealous of that, too. Okay. I'm jealous okay. of all, <laughs> on all respects. Well, we know not to bring you up on stage. Though. There you go. Yeah, don't do that. <laughs> so if I convince uh, Bishop Sullivan to go, they, he knows how to sing a great Irish uh, tune from time to time. Matter of fact, mm. we used to have... Before your time, Jen, we used to have uh, Christmas concerts every year, and uh, he would always go up and sing one Irish tune while he was there, and it would bring down the house every single year. Oh, it'd, be a, it'd be a different one, yeah, but it was it was great. He's a good, like a good Irishman. He knows how to carry a tune. Carry a tune. Oh, that's yeah. We don't have to bring that back. Cause it's funny because yeah. you guys were talking about how this is going to be your first opportunity in forever to really be with your listeners again, mm-hmm. you know, that's been the best thing for us. And, you know, we're about to celebrate this might actually be, we may be recording our 300th episode right now. Oh, really? Oh, okay. um, if not, it's 299. It's very close. And uh, I have been wanting to do another, like a live meet and greet, live broadcast recording. Mm-hmm. So we really have to get on that, Jen, because I've been yeah. talking about it since the beginning of the new year and I haven't done anything with it. Yeah, get on that, Mike. I'm just glad that we, that, you know, I love when we record in the vault, but it's also really exciting to me when we get to travel. Mm-hmm. So I really loved walking into your studios today. You know, my five years in the Diocese of Trenton, you know, I worked with Emily Italia, who yeah, of course sure. has been on the show. I mean, you know, sure. been on the station with her own show. And, and so, uh, I was like, oh, I'm going to domestic church media today. <laughs> I gave her a call. And, you know, I always felt like, you know, she was like, oh, Emily, she works at the radio station. Or, <laughs> so I was like, go to the radio station. So oh, it was really yeah. great to be well, here. welcome anytime. Yeah, anytime. We, hope, we hope you weren't disappointed at that. Not at all. Not at all. This, I already told Mike. Yeah, fantastic. What, how, how can we get some of these, like, you know, big countdown clocks in the in the vault. Well, that's the irony is yeah. I've been actually wanting to build things similar to this. And our problem, I have the money for it. I have the will for it. Oh, I don't have it's the location for it because we need to build mm, yeah. it in the building and yeah. where we are in downtown Camden, we don't have a lot of space to to grow into a space. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I um, I've been threatening to uh, remove entire departments, but ah. <laughs> put <laughs> them elsewhere. <laughs> yeah, give them a closet somewhere, yeah. and I'll take the the space. Um, wow. I don't have a lot of friends. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody's worried about yeah. us. Speaking about the studio, I'm you know looking over here on the side, and there is. Uh, the, the beginnings of a, a TV studio over here? Can we- yes. Well, uh, Ken, you're you're too young, but that's Johnny Carson's desk. Mm-hmm. That's his ori- oh. that's his that's his original desk. I had I had I had a replica made, so that I always wanted to do a talk show, <laughs> a late night Catholic talk show. So I we have the set, we have the cameras, 
just don't have the show yet. That's all. <laughs> but it's, mm-hmm. uh, and a camera camera person, right? I mean, is that yeah? The I mean, tech? this these th- three cameras, they're all remote. I mean, you can re- remote remotely control them uh, from the uh, the other side of the studio here, the producers area, mm-hmm. and uh, so you don't need a lot of people. But it you know it's it can be done, and it that that's my that's one of my hopes is that. Eventually, we can expand in that. We do have a channel currently. It's 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 not public yet, but it's private. But we have a channel on uh, Apple TV, Fire TV, and Android TV. The few, three, four different platforms. Um, just no content. So, okay. mm-hmm. so, so hopefully, you know, we can do. That's where it's going. I mean, radio is great, but radio is is changing, yeah. and right. you know what? Even even television is changing. There's more streaming now than there is cable. Yeah. Right. So that's where it's all going. And then I figure as Catholics, especially as Catholic media apostolates, we have to be on top of that curve and make sure we're going to be where, I remember we laugh now, but about eight or nine years ago, I had one of my board meetings, I brought in the little Amazon Echo device and I nobody really was familiar with it. I said, we have to be on this because yeah. mm-hmm. this is what people are going to listen to. Yeah. And we are. And, mm-hmm. you know, now I ha- that's I have one of those little Amazon Echo Auto things in my car the size of a credit card. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's what I listen to. I have a radio, but that's what I listen to. Mm-hmm. But even in the kitchen, I'm cooking or cleaning, and I'll say, Alexa, play domestic church media. And you mm-hmm. say, Alexa, play domestic church media. So anybody who has Alexa right now, it's going to That's right. <laughs> oh, dear. Uh-oh. That's right. <laughs> that was brilliant. That, yep. Yeah. That's a good one. <laughs> Which case, also, right. by the way, you can say, Alexa, please play Talking Catholic. So <laughs> we're, right. we're on see. there, too. There so you that's go. Well, that's and, good. And that's and we so have, we have, you have to, to be, be able to reach your audience, yeah, and that's right. where they are. You have to be so, there. So, and, and, but with the children, um, the children, the young people today, with um, social um, or media communications, computer, IT, all that, this is for them. These are for mm-hmm. these tech, techie young people that like to dabble in the field of radio and TV. Because you know, it puts you on an on an even plane. Even even using the platforms that we use with Amazon and Google and. You're, you know, it used to be, okay, so our main station in Trenton, where we are right now, is a 6,000-watt is a radio station. Used to be you were limited to that footprint, and that's it. And you know, ABC out of New York is 100,000 watts. Well, they're going to overpower us. You know, that, that's a, that signal can be heard for miles and miles and miles. Mm-hmm. Now we're all on the same plane mm-hmm. on, these, on these platforms. It's equal. Mm-hmm. equal, that's right. So content, like as Cheryl said, you know, you can, if you want to listen to EWTN, Catholic radio or television, you can do that. We don't need us anymore. Yeah. You can do that anyway. Yeah. So we need local, like you said earlier, we need local so that people can identify with, you know, and hear about their parishes, their diocese, their bishops, their priests, and their community. Mm-hmm. So that's what I'm hoping even with our streaming uh, channels will do is that it's, 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 it's something, it's, it's, a, it's a different product that you yeah. can put out there and you only get it on our channel. Mm-hmm. So that's my, that's my prayer, but... You know. No, you're absolutely right. That's, you know, all of our Talking Catholic, you know, videos, we, we make sure that those are on a multitude of platforms. And as new platforms come out and, and hit the mainstream, I try to gravitate towards those as well. So you can now, our next season of um, Talking Catholic uh, YouTube shows, really video shows now because we're not just on YouTube any longer, um, they, they start the first week in October. So Donna, Otaviana, Britt will be back on and fan favorite Lex Kiefer will be back. And, um, oh, Carrie Janice, of course, our fellow co-host on this podcast, she'll be back. And she's got a new job now with, uh, uh, she's now at uh, Rowan Catholic Campus Ministry, working with uh, the young people at Rowan University. 
And then our uh, prodigal priests are going to get get back on there. We have two priests that I've given shows to over the years, and they always end up being busy. So uh-huh. this the problem is now they both work in the same building as yep. me. Um, so I will be putting them to work whether I have to tie them down or not. But <laughs> theirs is going to be vocations focused. Wonderful. So. But we're looking for other ones too. As a matter of fact, we, this is the you know the Eucharistic revival is going on mm-hmm. right now. So I have a commitment from uh, one of our priests to start doing a uh, video series just on the Eucharist and mm-hmm. sort of explaining why it's the source and summit of our faith and how it can actually be a part of our daily lives, even beyond going to daily mass, beyond going to the Sunday mass. Um, how everything we do is sort of emanates from that and, and what it is. So, uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to that. But to your point, you know, you need all those different opportunities. You need those voices. You know, we, you know, yes, Bishop Barron does a great job and Father Mike Schmitz does a great job. But there is something to be said for hearing from local people that you can actually then go to that parish Mm -hmm. or Mm -hmm. have an interaction with them. Mm -hmm. You know, I've had uh, I've had been able to interact with Bishop Barron and Father Mike Schmitz uh, once each. And it was surrounded by a thousand other people mm-hmm. in an auditorium. Yeah, Not right. quite the same thing as mm-hmm. being able to go down the road to talk to the, on a the priest. Level. Exactly. Mm-hmm. To the yeah. priest mm-hmm. you saw on, uh, or the youth minister or, or whomever. Right. Well, think about, you know, radio when I was growing up and we would listen to, because you live in the area as well, WCTC in New Brunswick, which was a local New Brunswick radio station. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you'd listen to that more than you would to ABC out of New York or any, you know, mm-hmm. any of the bigger stations because yeah. it was local news, it was local personalities, local stories, and peop- that's and that's where we need to go back to that. You know, it's, everything is so widespread and, and 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 universal on these platforms that you look for that local stuff. That happened right. – I'm not going to guess dis- dis- disparaging remarks, but lo- a local local station here in Philadelphia that, that we used to watch the 10 o'clock news, which was local. Right. Now all of a sudden it's it's national. Yeah. And, yeah. and with a little so- bit of local here or there, we don't watch it anymore. Yeah, I don't it's a see window to the world. I yeah. said, you know, I care about what's happening in Europe. But I mean, when I, I turn find... on the news to see, you know, what was that big accident that I saw on the right. 95 or <laughs> whatever it is, you know, your local weather, local yeah. stories. Um, well, and it's... You know, with that in mind, you know, I gave Jen a book to read this summer, which I'm 99 percent sure she hasn't finished yet. But it was all it's called it's called the news hole. Mm-hmm. And it's all about mainstream secular press. And what's happened to it over the last five, six years, 10, 20 years, actually, mm-hmm. and how that. It's not so much the loss of the publications, but it's the loss of the content that was in that. Even on our own local newspapers, you're not going to find any relevant local information. You'll hear big news, but you don't hear about school board meetings anymore or municipal conflicts or anything like that. It's it's all blood and guts or financial or international and national. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. so we're losing all of that information. Well, the only way to get that information is through entities like ours where we can send out that local information. And dear listeners, my own listeners and to the domestic church media listeners, Mm -hmm. that's where your value is, is by listening to this and and then spreading the news that you hear um, and letting other people know that they should tune into us from time to time. Right. Particularly to to your point, uh, Jim, that, uh, you know, we're available anytime. And feel free to turn us on at 3 (laughs) a.m. Can't fall asleep. 
Listen right. to one of our shows. That's Listen right. to Mike's voice. Yeah, I'll keep you awake. <laughs> <That's it. laughs> but you know, to your point, Mike. Um, yeah, you're correct. I did not finish the book mainly Thank because you. I lived that. I was go. I was in Secular Press when, and, right. and what it was doing is is going hyper local mm. um, because you couldn't compete anymore uh, on the world and national news. By the time a paper hit the stands, it was already on the news, mm-hmm. and at that point, just when media and social media were really taking a new yeah. evolve. Uh, it was already old. Right. So they mm-hmm. had to go hyper local and that was, you know, part of the solution. Yeah. And, you know, the problem is now it's gone the other way. The newsrooms have gotten so small right. that you don't have the hyper local anymore. Right. Now you just have the national cause they have mm-hmm. one of my favorite newspapers in South Jersey has two reporters mm-hmm. That's uh-huh. it. to cover all of South Jersey, two yeah. reporters. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it's also, you know, to your point, Cheryl, you know, if, if, if it's, if we're only looking at the world view, which we absolutely should I'm not saying that at all, mm-hmm. then you miss that one-on-one interaction with your neighbor, right. mm-hmm. the person at the school board. Right. And then once you lose that you know, local connection, mm-hmm. how can you even participate on, on a national world mm-hmm. level if you, right. if you right. can't even be, you know, nice to the person right. next to you? And so as, it's all connected. As, as, as church, you know, especially, uh, you know, you, you want people, and this is what we, we see great benefit in this when people tell us that they, you know, they're so happy they listen because they heard about something happening at a particular parish in the area, or mm-hmm. I found out about a retreat you guys talked about, mm-hmm, or I, mm-hmm. you know, I, I, I heard father so-and-so and I love him and I let his, so it, it, it really brings, it pulls people back in and makes them want to be a part of what we're doing here. Mm-hmm. Um, and as Cheryl said, you know, you still have fun. You still have a good time. Like, we're just real people. We're not, we're not, I'm not a theologian. I'm not, I don't have these, all these advanced degrees. Just a couple of Catholic people, you know, trying to live a good life, a holy life, and raise our kids well, and and yeah. and yeah. do what we're called to do. And we can talk about it, and people say, "Yeah, that that's I identify with that." If you see someone on television or on, hear them on the radio, like you mentioned, I mean, God bless Bishop Barron, God bless Mother Angelica. These are wonderful, holy people. But you know, what? sometimes people say, I, "I can never be like that." Well, I can yeah. be like Jim and Cheryl because they're a couple of you know. Yeah. Kooky yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but, we need a show that is called the Kooky Catholic. <laughs> I got plenty of Catholics for that show. That's not a problem. It calls for special special guests. Yeah, those special guests. But that's that's always been the basis of talking Catholic, which was you know I felt I always represented the the common Catholic. So I'm I'm just a common parishioner. I don't know nothing about nothing. It's you know, everything I've learned, I've learned from priests, and I've retained what means something to me, which is why whenever we have guests on, we try to have expert guests right. on so that they can, you know, really do the educating. It's, it's If anybody's listening to Talking Catholic to listen to what I have to say, you need to stop. <laughs> but by all means, listen to our guests. You yeah. can listen to Jen, too, but <laughs> don't listen because I'm just here to, to keep things moving. But, but at the same time, it's also nice to hear people talk publicly about their faith because right. how rarely do we get to do that right. outside of – I mean, we probably do because of the circles we run in. But it's it's a rarity for most people to be able to talk about their faith and not have someone look at them funny. Why, why are you talking to me about your – Right. I don't care where you go to parish. I was talking about that on my program the other day just in reflection that you know our Lord's great commission was to go out into the whole world – and bring the good news. And the world is saying, keep your news locked up in your house and your church. I don't want to hear about it. Yeah. So yeah. you're either going to be countercultural and do what the Lord told you to do, or you're going to give in and say, okay, I, I can't, t- I don't want to offend you with my, you know, if I mention the name of Jesus, you know, in yeah. a proper mm-hmm. way. Mm-hmm. So we're, call, you know, we're called to, to do exactly what Jesus told to do. And that is, and that's what, what media is doing, Catholic media is doing. It's going out into the world and, and bringing that good news to as many people as possible. And I think you got that bug when you worked at a Fortune 500 company, a very secular, 
I don't know if I'm allowed to that say the name. True. Oh, okay. <laughs> sure, why not? And, um, Give him a plug. They're right I'm getting on the pension. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, FedEx. Yes, you're paying our phone bill. Um, but they're on his desk for all to see. He had, you know, the, the Sacred Heart and a statue of St. Anthony and Mother Mary was over here. And didn't they tell you to? No, they didn't. That was the, that was in the 90s. I'm trying to remember what. Well, because Fed, FedEx is headquartered in Memphis. So all the all the suits come from Memphis, you know, and, and yeah. mostly Southern Baptists. Yeah. And they would come to my office. Would you mind if we used your office for a little bit? No, go right oh, ahead. And they sit down. There's the Sacred Heart sitting right there. <laughs> <laughs> Help yourself. <laughs> my, my, my office is like a shrine. Yeah, go, go ahead. Go in there. But, uh, you know, our life is an open book. We're yeah. not going to keep uh, our, our religious office. But in those days, there was no issue with that. Nobody had a problem with that. Right, yeah. right. Today, you, you know, that was the early it's more 90s. difficult, yeah. yeah. Well, you know, I've talked about this before when I was, uh, I, I kind of miss, prior to coming to the diocese, I worked at major center city law firms in Philadelphia and, and elsewhere. And, um, you know, I was the token Catholic. And so people would come to me and like when something happened, like a new pope being named or mm-hmm. the the biggest one was when the pope retired, mm-hmm. when Benedict retired, mm-hmm. Um you know, everybody flocked to me like, well, explain to me what's going on. Oh. And I'm like, I am not a theologian, but I will do my best. Yeah. But it was that was a great opportunity for me to talk about yes. the faith in a real way and how a normal person would talk about it. And, and you mm. know, hopefully I got all my facts right. I actually missed that a little bit, uh, being that guy, because now I'm surrounded by Catholics who are smarter than me, and I go to them to find stuff out. <laughs> but but um, but I hope that people listening to this podcast or, or listening to the show will go, uh, you know, to be comfortable with talking about their faith publicly. Like that's really if, – if we do nothing else with these shows, mm-hmm. I hope that's what we're doing yeah. mm-hmm. is getting people to feel – getting people to feel um, – More comfortable. Comfortable but also also uh, you know prideful, not in a bad way, mm-hmm. but be proud of your, of your mm-hmm. religious – I mean I'm proud of my Irish heritage. Right. I'm, pr- I'm, I'm proud of my sports teams. I wear all those things on my mm-hmm. body. Right. Mm-hmm. I, shouldn't, I should feel comfortable wearing my Catholicism on my body. Not yeah. in a way that – you know to draw yeah, attention sure. to myself or anything like that, but in a way that I shouldn't be made to feel like I'm some oddball because – you know, I have a well, Catholic saying on my chest. Yeah. You mentioned earlier also even the way Hollywood portrays today mm. the church and how, the way Hollywood portrayed the church 60, 70, 80 years ago. Sure. You know, the song of Bernadette, which was the story of Our Lady of Lords, one best picture of the year, won the Oscar. Yeah. yeah. And all about the, the, the uh, you know, apparition of Our, of Our Lady of Lords. And, and you think about that happening today. Yeah. You know, Bishop Sheen had his own television program on NBC uh, every one. Tuesday night. Mm-hmm. That's never going to happen again on secular mm-hmm. television. So the world has, as I said, you know, our Lord says, go out into the world and bring the good news. The world says, keep your good news locked up. Yep. And that's what's happening. They don't want to hear it. And, and any portrayal uh, of of faith or, or holiness or, you know, personal sanctification, they don't want to hear it. Yeah. They don't, and even the name of the Lord is only heard in vain. You don't hear it spoken of it mm. reverently on television or in the movies. So mm. it is, you know, we have to... Re- Fight that and go out and, and be who we are and share that faith and share that And good not be news. ashamed of who no, we are. No, yeah. not at all. Wear yeah. it as a badge of honor when you could re- rejoice and be glad that mm-hmm. Jesus said it's going to happen. Get ready yeah. for it. So, you know, but this, you're right, Mike. This, this, I think, you, you know, Catholic media really reinforces in the individual what they already know and 
just kind of reinforces their knowledge and, and builds them up and says, you know, I, I can talk about this. I can I can be happy and joyful and be a good Catholic. And I can express that in, in the public square without yeah. – mm-hmm. and if I get persecuted, well, you know what? Jesus said it's going to happen, so rejoice, be glad. Yeah. Yeah. Blessed are you, you know, so – and of course, we have a responsibility on the other end. It's our responsibility to make sure that we're, what we're putting out in the world is accurate mm-hmm. and truthful and understanding. And, you know, there shouldn't be a whole heck of a lot of finger pointing going on. We shouldn't be out there making people feel bad because of our faith and what we believe and that, you know, you know, making people turn on themselves and turn on others. That's not that mm-hmm. is not the message of Christ <laughs> right. in any way, shape or form. Uh-huh. The message of Christ is to bring God to people right. and the understanding to of God build to up, people. And build hope. up the kingdom. I said no one no one wants to join a church that's tearing itself down. No. Right. At all. You know, so you you're we're called to build up and you know, instead of pointing fingers and, and, and backbiting and, you know, arguing about this, that or the other thing. We know the truth, and the truth is Jesus, and follow the Lord, and and just build up His kingdom here on earth. That's what we're called to do, and yeah. not tear it down. No, and we live in such a a blessed time that we have a lot of outlets to learn more about their mm-hmm. faith. Yeah, yeah, I think one thing that I uh, this past Easter I was speaking with some young adults, and I've talked about this on the podcast before, uh, that we're just coming into the church and they're in a college age, and they wanted to know more about the Catholic faith. That's why they were coming into the church. And what were they doing? They were watching videos online from, you know, yes, the Bishop Barons and the Mike Schmitz, but also other priests from, they were just, you know, your regular mm-hmm. Joe Schmo priests right, right. from, right. not the superstar ones, from right. diocese that were making their own videos talking about, you mm-hmm. know, St. Thomas Aquinas or, and putting it in, in a way that they could understand. Yeah. And so they were, they were hungry for knowledge mm-hmm. is really what they were. And so we live in a time now where you, we can pick up, we can pick up books. We can listen to the podcasts. We can listen to the radio listen to the Johnny Carson set (laughs) and and learn more about it. So, you know, I I think we're we're very fortunate. And we've had more resources now with uh, Blessed Carlo Acutis, you know, the the teenager from Rome who... Mm Who's uh, on his on the way to canonization, mm-hmm. and um, that the here's Eucharistic this young miracles. exactly. You know, there's there's such this is it doesn't oftentimes it feels like it's not being portrayed as a blessed time in our lives right now, right. and I'm willing to bet that that's been the case most times Agreed. in our lives where something was terrible. I mean, I remember growing up in the '80s and the constant threat of nuclear annihilation. You know, I, I remember all of that and the terror I had going to school because I watched one too many nuclear. Movies, <laughs> and and I it kind of has that feel now, but at the same time, it's like I think we need to break through that. There, if you look around, if you talk to people, if you're with people, there is a an enormous amount of of goodness out there. I, I would actually encourage people to. I don't mean this in the literal sense. Stop, stop being, stop allowing the news to define how you feel. Right. Mm-hmm. You don't need to watch cable news every night. You don't need to listen to pundits talk all the time of of any ilk. Talk to your neighbor. Be around your neighbors. See mm-hmm. all the goodness that's actually going on. Help other people. Support mm-hmm. each other. It's mm-hmm. there's. We are in good times if we choose to make them good times. Mm-hmm. And that goes back to what you were saying earlier with the local level. Yeah. When you sit in your living room and you watch the world news and. It's like, where do I even begin? Right. How can I even? But if you're sitting outside in the back and the neighbor's out there and, hey, how was the wedding? You got, you know, your daughter got married recently. And it just brings 
all good things, all delightful positivity, and you you bond a little bit or you go to your local parish and there's a speaker and a retreat, you have this common bond and it, it just builds you up and you feel like I'm reaching out, there's peace in my family, there's peace in my neighborhood, there's peace in my... It just brings it to a more familiar rather than looking at the world and say, where can I even begin? Mm, yeah. Where do I even touch? You know, Archbishop Chaput, a number of years ago when he was Archbishop of Philadelphia, in one of his uh, teachings, I was listening to him, and he said, we've allowed the culture to catechize our people. Mm-hmm. And it's true. You know, people, you, you, if you watch late night television now, and these late night talk show hosts who bash the church, yep. people believe that it's, I take it as truth. Yeah. They think that yeah. that's what the church is like because, uh, you know, one of the, Bill, Bill, who are these hosts? I don't even watch it anymore. Mm. One of these late night hosts said it. And, and that's unfortunate because people are buying into that lie. Mm-hmm. As Archbishop said, we're allowing the culture to catechize our people and poor catechesis. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. You're absolutely right. And I have to remind these people all the time, like, people in my own family, I'm like, you know, they'll tell me what, what they saw on TV the night before. It's like, you understand that person is getting paid to say that so that the, mm. he gets people to watch it and they can get advertising money. Sure. Mm-hmm. You know, that's that's not truth. That is, you're, you're getting a packaged show. It's yeah. like mm. watching the Marvel Cinematic Universe. You right. know, it's... Iron Man is not flying in anytime soon, and I love Marvel shows, <laughs> yeah. but I know the difference where the truth and the, and the story lies. And, mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. So, so in the Diocese of Camden, uh, one of our parishes, Sacred Heart, is uh, their pastor and the parishioners. They're actually going door to door with um, some cards, a little bit more about the Catholic faith and through the neighborhoods. And they've been—I think they've done that twice over the summer, and they're getting ready to do it again. And that is wonderful. I was speaking to him the other day and asked how it went. He said, "You know, people—you—you you go to the door, people open. They actually are talking." Yeah. And I, you know, I was first—I was like, "Wow!" I was surprised to hear that. But then uh, a week ago, I live in Ocean County. Somebody came to our door to knock on the door. They were Jehovah Witnesses. Mm-hmm. And my, uh, we let them in. We sat on the front porch and we talked about faith for 20 minutes. Mm-hmm. They, they were talking about, you know, faith from, you know, their point of view. And we were right. talking about ours. But guess what? 20 minutes later, that's faith sharing. Sure. Okay. Yes, so yes. we have different Agree points of view here not. and there. Right. But mm-hmm. we were having great conversations. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and they left. And I said, you know, before the gentleman left, I said, you, you, you made a point in there that I've actually never heard somebody make before. And I'm, I, have, I have to go think about that, you know, and. And he was like, well, and thank you for teaching us a little bit more about, mm-hmm. you know. Turns out there were three more Jehovah Witnesses in the van outside. And then I was like, wait, you've been in here for how long? And I was like, we should go bring those guys some water. So we water. But, you know, and they're going to come back. They said, yeah. would you be willing to, you know, sit down and talk again sometime? And we're like, absolutely. Because yeah. it was just, you know, yeah. it's not every day you open the door and somebody just wants to say something nice. Right. right. Exactly. Right. And yeah. we've lost some of that art of discussion. Yeah, yeah. that's you true. Know? It's just yeah. an argument, not that. discussion. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. The ability so, to have a, a discussion where you're not on the same page, but you don't end up throwing bombs at each other. You right. know, yeah. you you don't have to pick a fight. Right. No, you're right. You know? I love I love people around me that have a difference of opinion. Me too. I disagree with everybody on my my all my colleagues. Ninety nine percent of the time they're wrong, also but I true. love having the conversation. Wait, wait, Jim wait, wait, loves. <laughs> I didn't agree. I said that's true before you said the wrong statement. So. I take that back. Jim loves when they come to our door. I thrive on it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, we had, it was, our kids were little at the time, and there was uh, a local Baptist church, and there were young people doing it. Came And they came, and they started talking. I had my kids there, and I went out on the porch, and of course we were going back and forth on various issues. 
And then the, then the pastor comes over. He steps and he starts talking. And then, <laughs> Let me see your man. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he, he saw the kids weren't, you know, there was there was discussion. There probably shouldn't have been discussion about anything from coming from us to them. Sure. Mm-hmm. I was trying to teach them. He came over and was kind of pulling them away. And, and you know, he was saying to my kids, we have basketball, you know, guys, over at my church. We have basketball. <laughs> so anyway, they, they, they went away. It was very nice. And I think you we, said, we, well, we, we have the tabernacle. Yeah, we have Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> we prayed at the end. We prayed. Yeah. We all prayed at the end. And they walked away. Then my little, yeah. our little daughter, Angela. Who at the time probably was seven or eight years old? She said, "Boy, did they come to the wrong house?" Because <laughs> <laughs> oh, you could go funny. point by point. Because I listened to Catholic radio, yeah. 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 you yeah. have to be that's equipped with our knowledge. I was able to answer things. Yes, but it was a discussion. It was. A, that's we're right. Not, there was. You know, yeah, we were not. Man. No, and that's what's important. Yeah, yeah, yeah it was exciting. We, we, I love all of our other faith. You know, it's funny. It's funny. The Jehovah's Witnesses are, you know, notorious or famous for for that. But uh, if my mom listens to this podcast, she's going to have uh, PTSD. They used to come to our house all the time, too. And my father is a talker, unlike myself. My uh-huh. father, and he's, he's not an introvert. And he would be lost on the front porch for an hour. Oh. And my mom, I would say, where's dad? And he, out with the Jehovah's Witnesses. <laughs> a conversation. And he'd be, he'd be, he'd be gone for forever. Yeah, yeah. he was fun. Yeah. And he would, he would, he would, he would consider himself not a theologian. Yeah. He just enjoyed the conversation, right. and yeah. they never once converted him. And he's still a good Catholic to this day. But he loved having that that conversation. Mm-hmm. And I, and I kind of grew up that same way. When I, uh, when I went to college, I learned. Um, I was I had a bunch of world religion classes, and I found it fascinating. I mean, the, yeah. the Mormon religion is a fascinating religion. One third of it. I have no connection to because of their third book, um, but to hear how it developed and mm-hmm. stuff like that, it's, it's mm-hmm. fascinating. I'll never be a Mormon, but I mm-hmm. I think the, the their new cathedral in Philadelphia is an amazing piece of architecture. Mm-hmm. But I and the Osmonds. I'm not going to be a Mormon. And the Osmonds, yeah, of course. Going back to music. It, you know what? It comes full circle, doesn't it? <laughs> Wait, where did Johnny Carson stand? Yeah. <laughs> right. yeah. Was his faith? Yeah. You know, the funny thing is, you I watch his, the old shows are on Antenna TV, yeah. the old Carson shows. Yeah. And you watch them, and all these big names, big stars come out. You don't know at all what their politics are. Nope. Yeah. It's point. all just having a good time, talking, yeah. laughing, you know, mm-hmm. maybe being silly and maybe being a little suggestive at times. But you have no—nobody's—no n- no politicians being bashed. Making no any party. kind of a statement. You have no yeah. idea what their faith is. What, maybe Don Rickles comes out. He might be a little yeah. different. Well, yeah, that's a Always my favorite comedian, by the way. <laughs> that's right. Always my favorite that's comedian. That's right. That's right. Yeah, but that's true. You know, and, and I remember those Carson days back in the day, and uh, I loved it. And it was a different thing. Now— you know, it's I I used to enjoy watching late night shows up until about 2015, maybe. Yeah. And uh, the last late night uh, host I liked was a guy by the name of Craig Ferguson. He did the Late Late Show on mm-hmm. CBS. Mm-hmm. It was a it was a Scotsman, and but he that uh, eventually became an American. But you know, he was that style. It was never about pointing fingers. It was never about. You know, he'd make fun of himself. Yeah. Right. He'd make fun of everybody. Silly. Was an open target. Right. It wasn't just one. Mm-hmm. But but at the same time, he there was a line he wouldn't cross, and I loved that about his mm-hmm. show. I was I lamented when that show went off the air, and that's been the last one since that, yeah. that does it like that. Because they're not entertainment anymore. It's all political stuff. Yeah, exactly. Right. It's, yeah. it's just just anger and yeah. finger pointing. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. we got a minute of our show left to go, uh, and we want to give you one more plug for the your concert coming up on the twenty fourth, seven p.m. In where can people Lawrenceville? Go? go to our website, domesticchurchmedia.org, and all the information there. It is uh, September 24th, 7 p.m. At, at Notre Dame High School in Lawrenceville. But check out the website, domesticchurchmedia.org. 
right? Thank you for this wonderful yes, thanks conversation. Thanks for having us. No, thank you for bringing, letting us come up here and use your equipment. Uh, I hope yeah. our listeners <laughs> will appreciate the fact that this will be the only episode that sounds great. But, uh, <laughs> no, but, uh, every show sounds Jim, great. Jim does a great job. And uh, and we very much, by the way, like, love that uh, you've kept us on Domestic Church Media for these many years. It's thank been you. A, it's been and a great gift. We, we're oh, Hey, listen, as long as we keep this podcast going, we'll keep here. We'll, we'll stay here. Great. Mm-hmm. We'd love to well, have you. Thank you, everybody. Jen, thank you very much uh, for co-hosting with me. And to our listeners, thanks again. And we'll talk to you again next week. God See you, everybody. Bless you. Bye.